Oh, hey there, folks. You're listening to Service from Hell, and this is part two of two with Jennifer Reed Williams. And you already know how this works. I say this every time. But you really, really, in this case, do want to go back and listen to the first episode because she shares so many crazy stories, and we get more into it in this episode. So thank you folks so much for listening. Okay, so I want to go back to the inspection piece, though. So so when you would lay out the lot and, like, all the stuff would be uh, put, erect, up. put up, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then would an inspector come that same day and make sure that everything was good before Sometimes you... Sometimes not the same day. That was Gary's job. Get, for one carnival, it was Gary. And that was his job. His, his whole, whole job. job was to make sure everybody was in line. Every screw was in place. Every, and he would go and inspect. Twice a day, he would inspect... And then inspectors from the state or from the fair or wherever would follow up on his. But he would, you'd shut down a ride for 10 minutes, he'd be there inspecting. And then he'd go to the next ride. That was his job all day, every day, was to inspect all the machinery. So to ask the very obvious question, did anything ever happen where a screw was missed and a ride fell apart? Yes. There was one time in Boise, Idaho, where the zipper got stuck. We had to call in the fire department. Not a big deal. (laughs) The zipper got stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Here's a story. We had an individual who came to our carnival and claimed that their child's arm was broken. Shut the fuck up. Knowing that that hadn't happened. It's going down. Yeah. (sighs) So my father, being who he was, said, let's get you call ambulance to the hospital, Reed went, I'm going to pay cash. Like, you have nothing to worry about. We got you. We're going to take care of this for you. The doctor came out and said that arm's been broken for two weeks. <gasps> yeah. Good for that doctor for being honest. Yeah. That's but disgusting. Those are things that would happen because, A, we're carnies, right? And it's a small we town. insurance. Yeah. Right? <laughs> this is what we do. Yeah. Um, as far as our rides breaking down, God, I can't think of any. Wait, I have to, uh, I'm going to let you answer that. But so when the doctor came out and said that arm has been broken for two weeks, did your dad pay for it anyway? He paid for it anyway. Of course he did. I knew that was going to be the fucking answer. Yeah. And the police took over from there. Good. Get that kid out of that person's care. No, Reed was very, we had a death on the carnival one time of a child. It was one of our employees, children. Oh, fuck off. He backed up in his truck and ran over his own child. (gasps) Oh, he must have lost his mind. Uh, yeah, that wasn't. That was such a sad day. Oh, you don't get over that. You, no, to this day, I think about it every time I back out of my driveway. Shh. Like, uh, can you imagine being his parent though? Like, no, I mean, he must be. No, I, that's the Mm-mm. day you lose your mind. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know how you. Oh, God bless America. Um, Oof. And then there was one time a dog, somebody's dog, at a thing attacked another one of our employees' children. And got got in her face, and she had some plastic, and Reed paid for that. But never big, big issues, like insurance issues. So it wasn't like a, a you know, a screw fell off of the No, not like those, every time I see a carnival, like there was one recently that came out where it was like tipping, and yeah. like all the patrons had to run and grab it. I was like, that would have never happened on our carnival, because our guys would have been there first, you know? Sure. We carried radios, everybody was talking, to their golf carts going around nonstop, so... But nothing that I can think of. Did you guys have a roller coaster as one of your rides? We had a tiny roller coaster. Not okay, a big so one. nothing crazy. Yeah, these big fairs can carry that big roller coaster because they're there for four. We're talking maybe we were only there for three, four days. So oh. our setup and slough is what we call when we tear it down is slough. Um, it had to our, be fast. It had, I mean, there were times where we'd, we'd close at midnight on a Sunday 
slough that same night, be on the road by 6 a.m., set up the next day and be ready to go by Tuesday. Girl, you have got to go on. I mean, I, listen, I am so pleased that you were on this podcast. <laughs> I can't even fucking tell you. I'm losing my mind right now. You have got to go on this American life. Like, you have to. I don't even know if that is. Oh, girl. I was like, I should start a, a whole, because these guys are alive. These yes. old carnies are alive. Yeah. And also we people are, it's continuing conversations on. with carnies. Uh, girl, that's a great name. <laughs> that is a great name. She, now listen, it's been stated. So now y'all can't steal this idea. <laughs> she said idea. it. So it's, it, and I'm going to air this. Like, but there's so many out there. They have stories. Well, these you guys, have stories. When Reed gets together with these old men who like. Have seen it all. They've seen, like my grandpa had. Alaska. They would fly these guys in with carnivals in Alaska. How are you about to fly equipment no, over? The woman who owns the carnivals in Alaska is one of the richest women. I'm convinced in the world. For real? Yeah. She's and like she, Bezos level money? Yeah. They use, they use uh, Christmas lights because the carnival lights couldn't work on the Ferris wheel. They would literally string Christmas lights to but, get it to work because it was so cold. Fuck off. And then, and then Ray, they loved him with a silver hair. Ray, my grandpa, they loved him with a silver hair. The ladies, after oh. hours in Alaska, he, the ladies loved Ray. I'll bet. I'll bet. I bet there's a certain <laughs> swagger that comes with being a carny. You're like, right. I've seen a carny I've seen owner. it all. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, you know the that roller coaster? It's Mike. <laughs> king Carney. God damn it. Stop it. <laughs> I can't even do No, like, I have got to figure out a way to get you on This American Life. Ira Glass, if you're listening, he's not. If you're listening, <laughs> get this girl on your podcast like I, I could talk to you about this for fucking six more hours yeah. i i don't even like it's such a world that it's kind of one of those things that they call it the um not white noise but there's there's sort of those things in the background of your childhood that you're like yeah those things were just oh they're ubiquitous with being a kid yeah. and you're like yeah it was just sort of always there but you don't think about the logistical bullshit yeah. that re was required <laughs> to get it there or that there were also kids my own age or your own age like working it yeah you know you just think like well sure i just give them a ticket and then like well it's not there next week but i don't really you don't think about it beyond the week that it's there yeah the 16 year old girl running the water race that's shit chatting with you giving you the prizes yeah. like you're just you like oh. real you're like she's just there it's yeah. a, it's a secondary character in your life yes that, that just is passes what it is. by yes yeah. it's a secondary character in your life that you just God, there's got to be 600 horror films. That have to, I mean, sort of the, the anyway, I could, oh, I, have, <laughs> I have to reel it in. Okay. That was us. That was, that was what I did, you know? Did you ever fall in love on the road? Was ever a, oh, uh, don't even get me started I on that. I knew it! Don't! I knew it! It's like my summer oh camp romances. Or you find this boy, you're like, that's my guy forever. Oh. You must have. No, it was his father owned the, the games. Oh, you fell in love with someone connected to the yeah. fucking carnival? Years. Girl. Years. Did y'all date? Oh, forever. Oh. Forever. Forever. He, he was like everything. And yeah, he's married with two kids in Texas. Well, you're married. Hey, Fred. Uh, what up, Fred? Uh, you're married with kids, though, too. <laughs> I so know. So clearly it wasn't, you know. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. We but love yeah, Bama, that but was my. That was your life for was, those summers. He was the man. Now, was he your summer love or was he your you kept he was in touch all through? the time? He was your love. But we love. would see each other in the summer. Oh, that's a fun yeah. game. Oh, God. What a fun way to make the jobs of oh, <laughs> summer camp romance is like the fucking best. Okay. Right? And I'd work games and he worked different games and like oh, see, each see each other. Oh, you'd see each other. No. 
and you'd like fucking like wink yeah like that's my dude all the time oh, all the time the, oh. that love is i miss summer love oh so fun <laughs> this po- what is this podcast about what are we talking about <laughs> this is customer service sort of everything customer service everything first love customer service listen <laughs> carnivals worst customer you guys think you have not bad in restaurants Wait. let's talk about carnival customer okay service. let's okay so have you ever been barfed on uh no no not that i can all think those of. spinny I've rides been spit on even like i didn't work the rides oh that's right and we're you get pretty good at dodging vomit because you can see it coming yeah. oh. wait wait you got spit on working games all the time fuck what is that how if they didn't win fuck if they were drunk off. drunks drunk rodeo dudes come on in montana on drunk, a teenager drunk yeah they didn't know i was a teenager huge titties at the age of oh. 13 <laughs> like get out of here you're like i look like i'm 20 <laughs> but spitting on anyone full stop is disgusting Gross. but also like what yeah over a fucking Hit. carnival punched in the face all the time Besides I always the have friends that are punching? like, you should be a boxer because you don't care about your face. Because I will lean into it. Like, I getting hit in the face, probably because it happened so much when I was a kid. Give me a ballpark. How many times? 60. Jesus Christ, Jen. Yeah. Some of them not so hard, obviously. I don't give a fuck. Women, You're putting men, hands on kids? kids? Yeah. Oh, I would have. Drunks get mad if they don't win. If they don't win that prize, you fucking know the games are rigged. It's a fucking. Carnival. They are not rigged. Okay, Judd. <laughs> we not gonna see eye to eye on this one. Okay, girl. Everybody wins. Wink. Okay. Wait, I cannot fucking imagine. I like legit don't even know. People are horrible. Yeah, facts. Yeah. But how would you react when you, I mean, I know you say you lean what in, you but say? would you? Well, by the time I, you know, shake it off, somebody already tackled the dude. Jesus. Oftentimes my summer love. <laughs> Fred had your back, girl. That's so sweet. See, that's why summer love is the worst because it ruins you. You're like, this is real love. Oh, it's the worst. Okay. <laughs> So, so coming full circle. So, so you, when was the last time you worked at a carnival? Oh God, it was, I'm not asking you, you don't have to tell people how old you are now, but I mean, like, was it several years? 22. Okay. It it was literally, I worked the, the lemon. You guys have seen them at the fair. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Can you explain Uh, what that is? When I was in college where I squeezed lemonade. Literally squeezed lemonade. Lemonade. Like real lemons. It's the best lemonade you'll have in your life. It was north of Vegas. What's the town north of Vegas that starts with an L? It was the the fair north of Vegas. It was when I was in college and I said, hey girl, roommate, let's go. We're going to make some quick money. Walked out with like six grand. Fuck off! From the weekend. Fuck off! I'm about to find a carnival. And I did some jobs in Vegas. wink we haven't even gotten we'll get we there. haven't even gotten to adult life this is fucking this is a six hour long podcast if it's you fine think i haven't done some jobs or interviewed for some interesting jobs that she i didn't sure has. take she sure he has okay i'm open to it all I'm all right cool opportunist <laughs> well you're a carny you don't have much to fucking right. all right we're gonna get there okay so you so 22 was the last age that you worked a carnival job yes but you didn't sell till 25 yeah. So was the during those last three years were your parents still? My father was. He was. My on parents divorced when I was fourteen, and and Beverly took a settlement to get out of it. Oh really? Yeah. Beverly so she Shemont. sold her carnival to Reed, and he had both. Did she still perform? No. Oh, so she was done. Done. She was like, oh, yeah. It. She's like, I'm done. Yeah. She only performed when she was much younger. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, she okay. only beat the drum when she was like eight. Oh shit! Yeah, we're okay. talking. Like you You're horses. like I started working at 21. Well, we started working at two. Oh, so she had a deformity. <laughs> it was even sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Go 
someone come on, you know? <laughs> if your hand's growing out of your face, we got a job for you. Right. Amazing. We will get you paid. <laughs> God bless the carnival. Okay, so uh, on to my second question of this section. <laughs> How many customer service jobs have you had? The carnival? Everything yeah. is a customer service job. Thank you. That's Everything my point. Everything is I a ag- customer service job. I agree. I've never worked in a restaurant. I've never had a tip job. Wait, why did I think you had? You never have? No, I helped out at the Hard Rock when yeah. I was pregnant. Maybe that's why. Uh, that was because my ex got a DUI and I had to pick him up from work. So I would just come sure. early and like, uh, you sure. guys have the best Caesar salad with the extra Parmesan. That's actually like, true. That's it was true. insane. Real when good. I was pregnant with work, I lived off of that Caesar salad. Did you really? Salad. Oh my God. I love it. So delicious. I, now I need a Caesar salad. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. It's going to be a six hour I interview. So wet. we'll get it. <laughs> I'll get one delivered. <laughs> Keep talking. Yeah. So I was there and I would help. Like he would call out and I'd write down probably for Ralph. I probably made his life a living Aww. hell. I was like, oh. I love Ralph. <laughs> okay. So how many, but I okay. Saw him a couple weeks ago. Did you really? He's GMing. Yeah, at the Mavericks and, concert. Oh, really? He goes to concerts all the time. He's fucking GMing the one on uh, Hollywood Boulevard now. Oh, well, he's if he like, needs an inventory clerk, I'm here. He's got you. <laughs> I love numbers. I bet you do. <laughs> all right. Let's count them. All right. Carnival's one. Yeah. What else we got? Oh, I worked in, a, oh God, we're going to get into college, uh, mm. sales <laughs> in college. Sales. I worked at Express. Ugh. Okay. Back then, uh, it was called Structure for Men. Do you remember? Oh my God, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, no, that was me. Oh, you did retail in for Vegas. them? Oh. On the strip. Who's selling fucking suits on the strip? Oh, a lot of Caesars. people. Yeah, that Caesars, makes sense, yeah. actually. That's very on brand. And uh, I, I worked as a barker to strip club which falling part of the carny course <laughs> god this is gonna get weird um <laughs> no it's not we're my there. job oh boy at the strip club uh-huh. I, I was not a stripper if you you can't see me but we're you know we're fuck not, off you could totally be a stripper we're not doing that I could, we're not doing yes. we're not doing that on my podcast yeah you could be a stripper big girls need love too hey <laughs> we're not I, i'm editing that the fuck out that's, so i wasn't a dancer not not a, i was a hot in college it was more hot so now. the dancing skills sure which is that's uh, an olympic sport yeah it's it, crazy it really is yes. um and i have other skills mostly talking to people they gave me a limo and they sent me out to the casinos to, <laughs> to bring back the men for the strip club so I would go up to the tables. I'm really lucky I'm not blacklisted. Come to find out that's not allowed, <laughs> which I didn't know at the time. Yeah, you're taking away their business. And I would go up to guys playing poker and be like, hey, I have a limo ready to take you for a good time. And they'd get in the limo and I'd send them away and go find the next crowd. And Wait, they would just say yes? Yeah. Oh, why would they not? Wait, you're just, but your pitch was, I have, I'm going to take you to a good time. And that was yeah, it. Yeah. I'm going to take you to a good, does it take more? What, where where no, did you grow up? Big, <laughs> I, it's, I watched too much murder shit and I'm instantly thinking if someone came up to me and they were like, get in this car, you're about to have a good time. I'd be like, well, it better be great. Cause I'm going to get murdered. murdered. <laughs> like, no, it, it was an easy job. In fact. So, you know, I'd go out, they would literally, we'd start, my strip club was south of Luxor. Let's just leave it that broad. Yep. And um, I would start at the Luxor. And I'd go find a nice bachelor party of young, impressionable men and say, hey, I got Suzette, who's ready to give you a lap dance for 20 bucks, back in the car. And then we're going to take you 
to this club. No, no entry fee if you show up with me and uh, you can have a good time. The ladies are amazing. And there would actually be a stripper in the limo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the time. Oh, yeah. Sometimes multiple. Yeah. Wow. Either a good time or a good story. Uh, always. Okay. So, <laughs> so you, you did that during college? Yeah. How were you not, ex- like, see, because in college, I just wanted to go out and party. Like, how did you not want to be part of the party? Oh, no, we did that, too. It was oh. Vegas. Vegas is on 24-7. So you would you would work for like I a handful of hours. I could work two nights at the strip club and party the other five. Other nights. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. That'll do And it. you never paid for your own drink. Ever. Because we just walk up and it's to our city. Okay. So it's, you're good. I never bought my own drink in Vegas. It's the worst place to send your child to college. I mean, Dad. I don't know how you got anything done. Nothing. I got nothing done. Yeah. I, I, I have no idea what <laughs> happened. I know that I got my fake ID at the library at UNLV, UNLV, just oh. in case you didn't know that people were running a scam in your library. That's <laughs> currently for sure still and happening. And then it was so bad because they printed out like the same time. They had a full on operation. Up in one of those. Yeah. So. But I mean, it was the early 2000s, like, you know. 2001 nobody was fucking nobody wasn't that is. serious 20 years ago yeah. okay people were snowing coke off at strippers asses that's true <laughs> they're still fucking doing that that's like that's all like, day that, every day yeah that's that's vegas that's la my life is weird you have a lot <laughs> no wonder people are like your life is strange i yeah. sound crazy no you don't your life just sounds like you've lived 67 lives. i don't I know. know how you don't is have 52 weird? kids no it's not weird it's cool i have four kids yeah. And I'm 65 at heart. Like, <laughs> people are like, why don't you do anything fun? I did it. I did it. If I've, you, I've actually done it all. What do you want to do? Because I probably did it. I can tell you what the outcome is. <laughs> None of it's good. <laughs> Let's make bad decisions together it's from good. my couch. <laughs> Let's just talk about Hypotheticals. Hypotheticals. <laughs> and I can tell you how it ends. Okay, so Barker to strip club. Then what'd you do after that? That's when I met Matt. Okay. Not so. that not, I didn't meet him as a Barker to strip club, but... It was around the same time. So then you can't, and that's when you got into education. Yeah. And working at labs at vet where you. Hospital. Oh, vet hospital. God. But that was like, you know, I worked at a vet hospital. Yeah. I mean, but, but yeah, animals are their own. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to say mm, 10 customer service jobs because I'm going to add two for what you do now and for the inventory at Hard Rock. <laughs> right. So we're going to say 10 oh, total. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's its own thing. If I added that, every fucking person I've interviewed is going to be like, I have 67. And I'd be like, you're right. You do. Um, okay. So 10 total. Which was your favorite of all of those customer service jobs? Carney. Carney. That's what I figured. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was horrible at times, but 99% of the time, it was just amazing. The best. When yeah. you were not getting punched in the face, yeah. you were having a really good time. <laughs> Everything okay. has its downside. <laughs> I mean, yin and yang, folks. Yin and yang. Okay. Least favorite of all of those 10 jobs? Oh, God. Probably this. Like two years ago. Two years ago. Okay. Like not when today. When I first started freelancing in the creative education space, we got some rough. There's some trash out there. Okay, well, can you give me an example? Example happened today. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I told you on the Look way. at this timing. I don't know I told you. You did. Uh, I had a client who paid us in April of 2020 to build him a website. Okay. Built the website, right? The liaison between us doing this and his education course was his ex-girlfriend, who we ended up cheating on. <sighs> I spent numerous meetings with him trying to finalize the site which was done just getting minor tweaks and things like that where he would just cry because he was getting broken up with because he, he cheated he was getting dumped mm. and today coincidentally he asked me for a refund 
Now, today is November 18th of 2021. Right? So well over a year. And a half. And a half. So asked you for a refund. How did... How? How does one do that? He Instagrammed me. He fucking slid in your DMs? He slid into my DMs. And he commented on a post trying to discredit my name. What a fucking psycho. Yeah. And then he apologized after I chewed about on... That's probably him right there. So you said to him, no, you said no. Say some bad shit. What are you going to do? It, we, 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 yeah, that's okay. I guess that's what Tarnish I don't understand. Tarnish my name online. Do whatever you want. Do you think I, that's one thing being a carny taught me? Like, fuck you. Yeah. I will go online and show receipts. I have Zoom recordings of you crying about your ex dumping you. Yeah. You really want to fuck with me? Okay, let's do this. So how does that, but you did say off the mic though, that you've had people retroactively say. Oh yeah, from Stripe or PayPal? Absolutely. They'll call their banks and be like, nope, fraud. After I've recorded them on Zoom saying that they love their site. So I just want to get clear so that the audience understands. What you're saying is they will say to you, these are clients of yours Uh that have signed up to work with you, who will then say to you, yes, I love this. Then they will call Visa, call MasterCard, call whomever Uh and say, I did not authorize this charge. Yep. And then the credit card company, what happens next? Then they take the funds from my account. So it's Stripe and PayPal, usually an online service charge provider, whatever it may be. And uh, they'll take the funds out and then you have to fight it. When you say take the funds out, you mean take your money. Take my money. Yeah. So that becomes money you no longer have access to. Uh And then you then have to do how much heavy lifting to get that money back tons tons emails videos i have to send a whole package off and didn't you also say they don't often find in your favor nope they don't so then you as a business owner 50 50 so 50 percent of the time for those claims of fraud which are not fraud you lose the money for having done the service that you already provided correct Mm -hmm. this is unconscionable like i don't understand going through life in that way yeah So then do you ever contact, see, I'd be tempted because I'm petty. I'd be tempted to contact that customer directly and say, you went to your company or your credit card company and said you didn't spend this money that you definitely spent with me. Like, have you ever done that? Yeah. And what do they say back? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It came through as Bridge Education LLC. I wasn't sure who that was. I'll call my bank. And then they don't. They don't. Because they're actually running a scam. Uh Uh-huh. What fucking piece? How does that not make you want to quit? Well, I mean, there's more good than bad for okay. sure, but that's a, that's a rough one, especially if you're just starting out. When we were starting out, like I can't lose five thousand dollars on my you. yeah five thousand dollars on my payroll. I can't pay Cassia. I can't pay Jesus. any VAs that we have working for us. We only have one, but that means um, virtual assistant. Everybody, I'm very smart. <laughs> uh, or I don't take pay. And that's Cassie the, and, that's what and I was Allison always say. come before me. There's times where you're living off your savings because somebody lied. Uh, yeah. Five grand is a difference maker for most yeah. people. It would it certainly is for me. Like, uh And in 2020, especially when the pandemic hit, we saw it over and over grow. and over. It happened three times in 2020, which doesn't seem like a lot, but when you calculate, when you're a small it's 50 business, grand. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Um, and when I was taking on more people because I wanted to help more people. It became a problem. That is a problem. So did you win any of those cases that happened in 2020? 50-50. Yeah. I won two. (laughs) Two out of the three big ones. Yeah. One of them I lost. And then there was another minor one, which. 
you were like, I'm not even gonna fucking yeah, waste my even, time. Yeah. Which they, I think they count on when people yeah, are absolutely shitty like that. But Ugh. when somebody's just starting out, if it was, I'm lucky where I have a team to back me. I have Cassia and uh, we all have our different strengths and I'm always the front of the company because I'm the talker because I'm the barker. So I'm still doing the same <laughs> job I did when I was eight years old. Um, and Cassia is really the talent the behind the scenes, the coding, the, she went to school for graphic design and Allison is an amazing artistic talent where she's able to do that behind the scenes. So I'm lucky where it's, I'm not pulling all the jobs mm. where if it's just one single online business manager or virtual assistant you can or somebody. Them. Yeah. That's they, it. That could, break that could be a wrap entire, for the business yeah, and their kids and, and maybe they won't get to feed their family and people don't think of this. And these aren't people that were hard up for cash. Let's just yeah. put that. Yeah. I doubt. Uh, I, yeah. yeah. I bet it's. Uh. So when they do things like that, and I know if they do it to me. They're doing it to everybody. You know, I'm one of the a very well-known person out there in this sphere of, there's not a lot of us. Uh, yeah, but on um, online courses, it's, you're. It's not like I'm a LeBron James or anything. Yes, crazy, you are. You're the yes. GOAT. Okay. <laughs> um, but like, there's, there's very few of us and there's more and more up and coming, which I think is amazing. I think everybody should be in this field and, and being able to provide these services online. But I know that they. They're going to get burnt out. And you hear online a lot of people talking about, oh, this VA ghosted me or this VA did these things. And I want to be like, really? Yeah. I have more stories of people who had cash Fucking that screwed over VAs than vice versa. That would just burn me out. So so that's why your answer is least favorite uh, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Uh, last year, two years ago. Now we're moving into a place where it's more passive income because we built the platform and we've had this, you know, the people who created Wix don't have to worry about customer service as no. much, right? Yeah. You know, they hire out chat support. And, you know, we're getting to that point where we're trying to swing in that direction. But so uh, that can make or break a business. It a can business. make or break someone even joining the whole yeah. entire career like that. That This is why people end up working for someone else because they're like, the risk is so great. It's so great. That you're like, it, it, it. you want the reward to be higher, which in some cases, obviously it is. I can tell you, you 100% stop. of the time, the reward is higher. Okay, well, that's good. But the risk is so great. It's still there. Fuck. It's still there. And uh, you get caught in this trap. We call it scope creep. In my, I don't know if you have that. <laughs> I know what you mean, but go ahead and yeah. explain it. Scope creep. So when, let's say they say they're going to take their money back or they feel like they didn't get the great so service that they expected or yeah, where they start to creep on the scope of your work. Sure. Where, oh, I didn't think that would go the way it went. I, I would like if you could. It's keeping people out of the job yeah. and it's frustrating. And, and I, this is a huge career people can go into right now. Yeah. This and, is a, an amazing, if you don't have a job, if you have a laptop, please reach out. Like online business managers, there's money to be, even for you. Like, yeah. For example, yeah. As an starting actor. podcasts. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of women out there that pay coaches five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars to teach them. How, how to, to start do this. a podcast. And I keep helping people for free, which I need to stop doing. Yeah, we, we, we're gonna We're going to talk after this. Okay, well, we're going to keep questions going because I don't know how long Fuckhead's going to be drilling his fake bed or whatever. Okay, what's the weirdest thing you've been asked to do whilst you are on the clock? Ooh. <clears throat> I bet it's a carny. You've got a couple answers. Like, has anyone propos propositioned you for, I would assume, when you were a uh, strip club barker? Are we going to go into this? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Um, okay. 
uh, I interviewed at a place called The Green Door. Okay. In Las Vegas. Don't write that down. Oh, okay. Okay. You can write that down. It's okay. okay. People on the podcast don't write that down. Okay. <laughs> Everyone keep it moving. Um, it all has a sister location called The Red Rooster. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh-huh. I was new from Nampa, Idaho to Vegas, and they were looking for a cocktail waitress. And uh, we jumped in with a trial. Uh, it was interesting. There was numerous rooms inside of the green door <laughs> where people were doing things. Uh, it was a swingers club. Oh, shit. And the moment that I walked in for for the situation, there was a... <laughs> situation. <laughs> it's just going to go. It's going to go south Say from it. here. I'm sorry. I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> Come the on, honesty Jen. kills me. There was a, probably, I mean, we're maybe 75-year-old man just masturbating at the bar. <laughs> like, we're getting in there. Now I'm 18. A fresh 70, off the farm. Fresh off the farm, and you see a man with his dick in his hands. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't a, know if I saw the dick, per se. But, but you heard the dun 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 dun, 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 dun hit in the bar. the action, sure. but I don't, I don't know. It was implied. It was there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... So as we're there, you know, uh, walking around, the owner shows us the rooms and uh, the girl I'm with asks, is there any other jobs you're taking applications for? And dead stare looks at us and he's like, you know, we're always looking for a backdoor girl. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Oh my God. I was like, "Uh, I'm new here. But I feel like it's my time to leave. You're like, this my car needs his intuition. Has given me the old go ahead. Heave ho. <laughs> this Carney's intuition is probably on best point. if you head back to the dorms, Jennifer. At UNLV. Right. From Nampa, Idaho. Love. <laughs> okay, so what? Uh, did you ever find out what backdoor girl meant? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm 40. Does it, does it mean. <laughs> Does it mean what we think it means? Yes, it means what you think okay, it means. Great. So that's the weirdest thing you've been asked to do. Yep. Yeah, that's it, real. Okay. <laughs> we'll keep it moving. Um, was there ever an incident that made them ask to speak to your manager whilst you were working or someone above you? I don't know how carny life works if there's like a manager. Did they, no anybody manager. ask to talk to your Fuck dad? Them. There's no manager. You want to <laughs> talk to somebody? Fuck you. Fuck you. Okay, to this great. day, you want to talk to somebody? Sometimes I'll be like, hey, can I talk to somebody else? And I'm like, who, Cassia? Fuck you. <laughs> Talk to me. Um, no, I don't get that a lot. I don't think I've ever gotten that. Yeah, because I feel like you're if you're taking fucking slugs to the fucking face, there's not a whole lot of like, uh, who else above you can I punch? I've also never, again, probably... This gentleman upstairs. I, I appreciate I'm so it. Mad, I don't I'm think it's so a drill. No, point. now he's fucking... Uh, it's a rabbit. He's masturbating himself. This is so frustrating. Go ahead. It's appropriate for this conversation. I guess. Though. It's staying in. So. I have never feared losing a job. So now, somebody, see, that's a freedom I don't understand. Yeah. Why? I could join a carnival. Oh. Uh, would you go back to that? Fuck yeah, I would. You would? At any day. Oh, interesting. I would probably retire on a carnival. Do you think I so? I could you not. If, I t- if my kids took over my business at this point, and I was like 65, I'd be like... Watch I'm me go I'm be a carnival. I'm like, it's happening, you guys. I'm I'll coming be in for my you, RV, <laughs> Pompadour, <laughs> big glasses. 
Saggy titties <laughs> up in there. You will know who I am. You lean into that identity so fucking hard. You'd be like, you thought I was weird before. Right. <laughs> Bitch, Wait till you ain't see 60s. me. <laughs> Bam is just like, I will okay, have a podcast you will be producing just called like Carney Travels. <laughs> I would totally do that. Amazing. <laughs> Old lady Carney. Like, whatever you want it to be. It'd be a shot of your tits out. It'd be so good. Like, so there wasn't a there wasn't a whole lot of like chain of command shit in all the jobs you've had. Because you I mean, have there that was, freedom. But, but you're just like, I don't care. Like, fuck you. What you, do you, you think? Could, you think my customer service is bad? Go fuck yourself. I'm gonna go. Because that's confidence. I'll quit. I would quit my job. If you if a manager ever came up and was like, oh, yeah, she was wrong, I'd be like, fuck you, too. Because you, you have such a code of ethics. This is that church yeah. call shit. Yeah. Like, you have a code of ethics <laughs> that you're like, I know that I'm right. Yeah. Now, would you admit that you were wrong if you ever oh, were? Oh, 100%. See, that's, that's yeah. how you read. Okay. So so you know that if a manager's coming at you and you've already admitted a misstep, yeah. you're like, please fire me. That's I anxiety. Wish you that's, that's true. That's a mental condition. That's right. Like, <laughs> we all go to therapy. Yes, before. girl. <laughs> Some of us are currently in therapy for it. prevents me from being wrong. Hello. I tell this to my husband all the time. Hello. There is no way to fight with me because I have already thought of every scenario. Yeah. In my head. And I've worked it out and I'm too. And I'm still right. Hello. (laughs) Girl, we get along great. Okay. What was the. Now, I guess I would imagine there wasn't like a last straw where you were like, fuck being a carny, I'm out. It just seems like you sort of it was a yeah, natural progression grew, yeah was there ever a job where you were like absolutely fuck this i'm out oh yeah what was at that the real estate firm okay so what, oh yep you told us that okay he yeah was a douche. he was not well that dude zoom meetings of him making people cry that i did turn over to the fbi i bet you SEC. did we're gonna edit that part out them when i left i'm gonna you can edit leave it that. in nope i'm editing that <laughs> leave it in. nobody's coming for you fuck absolutely that guy not. let fuck him that, come for me yes fuck that guy fuck that guy shit <laughs> fuck that guy you're like i've been hit in the face 60 plus times <laughs> fuck like, that guy he's literally like five foot eight there was one time him and i got in a fight like in our face and i was yeah. like and he went around his desk a glass desk and i flipped it on him good for like, you, you jen you flipped like, his desk yeah good for you so bad how did you not walk out that day that's a Money. No, but it's. I like, have four yeah. kids. To yeah, take you, care. Got pe- you got you got people know, to feed. Oh my God. I yeah. was pregnant with Malia, I think, when I did that. Who's who's gonna be president? So you needed to take care of that shit. She's yeah. gonna be. She's a fucking badass. Okay. <laughs> have you ever personally? Well, we already kind of know the answer to this. Have you ever told a customer to fuck off? All the time. All the time. All the time. Okay, but you don't say the words "fuck off." I try to do it in a very nice, not smug way because some people get derogatory or smug when they try to put people in their place. I just like to unleash some facts. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't unleash have to be, some facts. I don't have to be smug. I'm old enough now where I don't need to be smug. I don't need to talk down to you. You made a mistake. It's okay. I'm here for you. <laughs> I'm here for you. This is actually we'll your therapy. This together. <laughs> My rate just went up, actually. It just doubled, but cool. You're wrong. I'm right. <laughs> I'm dead. That's hard for you. I understand these feelings that you're feeling i mean they're big you have big feelings as we say to kids okay so you kind of already answered this question but like i asked mostly about vomit how many bodily fluids have been on your person whilst you were on the clock so have you been bled on four kids okay but that doesn't count though on the clock though like not kids do all the the things like was there ever a a moment when something okay because you said your carnival was pretty tightly fucking watched yeah so no okay do you tip oh yeah how much 
At least 20%. You're a 20%. I mean, now, for like the, the pizza dude. Even 20% for the yeah, pizza dude? I don't go out a lot. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> you have four children. So that's um, right. Okay. I, uh, I love to tip. And that is something that I probably learned from you guys. Mm, from what? Because you weren't. Obviously, the stripper's getting tipped, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't get tipped on the carnival. That's right. You I don't. Had some people can bring me flowers, which was super weird. Now looking back on that's it, that's nice though. Yeah, they were old men. Like, oh, it's, it's less appro- nice. Not appropriate. Super inappropriate. <laughs> um, but I think that was something I learned from you guys. Like I didn't realize there was no face to the situation. Mm. I mean, I always tipped well in Vegas. I think sure. But that's when it really became whole. Like, oh my god, you have to do this. I mean, thing. there were sometimes when in the beginning when we were living off of tips. Sure, with Matt. Sure, and the and the new baby, and yeah, like you got a tip. I mean, even my husband, who he's from American Samoa, and I mean, I don't feel like there's a lot of restaurants. We haven't had this discussion before, but he's a huge tipper. Is he? Yeah. And I think because he was a mover when he like finally started in the workforce, he was a mover, and he people were always very generous to him. So he and extends he that. reciprocate that. But that's lovely. Yeah, you have to tip. Like that's a dick move. Do you ever not? No, I never. Even bad service, I can't really? not tip. Yeah. What if someone's like openly disparaging? Like, what if someone's really shitty? I've never had that happen. Well, you don't attract that. I attract that. <laughs> like, I'm a I'm a large woman. I'm Will tall. You quit? Will you no, fucking... I'm tall and I have broad shoulders. People and big know boobs. I would. I they would know you could knock fucking them knock them out. out. <laughs> so they're like, you know what we're not going to do? Call her outside of her name because she'll put hands on us. So we're all set. Okay. And, but we are that. I was listening to your podcast with Natalie, and she's like, if I have to get another iced tea, I was like, I'm, I'm the girl. <laughs> you drink iced tea quickly. I, what I didn't wait until she said it. I didn't realize I did. What is it though? What because we couldn't figure out what it was. Well, I developed pica when I was pregnant. Holy shit! Yeah, you were and drinking iced tea. Was part of it. I bet. Yeah, iced uh, tea. People and don't know what pica ice. is. Can you explain what pica is? Uh, it's when you eat weird things, like your couch, like cushions. your hair, or your fucking whatever. Mine is orange peels, lime so you, peels, and lemon peels. To but this that's day, food though. So that's is less... it though the peel. Really? I mean, it's not, it doesn't taste great. Well, but. the doctor told me if I ever feel like I need to eat laundry detergent or bleach, that's then I need to contact to, yeah. him. He's right. Because But the that peels, iced tea was part of it. Because of the lemon peel? Probably. I don't know. Unsweetened iced tea you is like, like... I could vacuum that then. All day. Now, you drank that pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's caffeine in that. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> I'm a real piece of shit. <laughs> We're no one's told me that before. <laughs> At least I didn't smoke while pregnant. Hey, you know, you know what? And 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 there's there's worse things people are doing, and they're having healthy babies. Here we go. Um, so you've never worked a tipped position, you said. So the next question wouldn't well, make not sense. An intentional tip. I mean, I've been tipped. <laughs> We're not. I'm not peeling back that layer. Um, have you ever been fired from a customer service job? Oh God, all the time. Wait, really? Wait, Educa- when? Education is a revolving door. They fire you from it? I thought it was like oh, impossible to get. Time. Really? Not unless you're a professor. Oh, that's so fucked. If you work any sort of job outside of a professor position, you are basically expendable. That's so gross. Yeah. And we wonder why teachers are fucking burnt out all the time. Yeah. It's like, because you know you're just Universities are like a revolving door, especially proprietary universities. What does that mean? Uh... Like an ITT Tech or like yep. a Phoenix University exactly. of Phoenix because yeah. they're just all online. 
Yep. And the sales teams and the, everybody. It's just a, if you're not, perform, if we're not bringing in billions, you're out. Bye. Oof. Yeah, revolving door How all the time. How do you educate people if you're constantly worried about being fired? Yeah. I don't, I Education don't know about is not that. the priority. Not the priority. But <laughs> I don't know if that's what they were doing. Mm. Uh, yes, they were. But it got to, the, like, the first time I got fired, I was like, oh my gosh. I'm so and I expendable. Think Matt really helped me through that. Because as a bartender, we're, we're fireable all, all the, time. the time. Yeah. But he pointed out, you know, you put into unemployment, you should go on unemployment a couple times in your life. Yeah, you should. But to me, it was like, I'm a disgrace. Yeah, it feels shitty. Because you're from a working horse family. Yeah. And the idea of just being let go is... Being on any state-funded... That's just yeah, unheard of like in failure. Idaho at that, yeah. at that time in like the 90s. But my family is like, no, you... You paid go in. work on a carnival. <laughs> like, yeah. Get your job. Like, go, go, go. But yeah, I felt horrible about that. And then after that, I was like, fuck it. Fire me. Yeah, but I wish a wish would. Please let me go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it was really that mentality of where you guys is actors or. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We're fired uh, all the time. We're unemployed all the time. All the time. All the time. Okay. Which can, is so sad. Because well, I feel like, honestly, it's like, that's the job I need. People bringing food to me mm-hmm. is the most important job. Hello. On the face of the earth. I mean, we we're. I'd like to think it matters, but yeah, people uh, would argue it's. I don't see like in the hierarchy of how I view jobs. What I do is significantly less than. But what you do facilitates people being able to get it out of their cost. bottom line. It, like, I mean, it is. does, but isn't that what everybody's doing? But but yeah. I I feel like what you do facilitates those of us who don't want to be working in restaurants to yeah. be able to step out of that. So do you ever feel like if you worked in a restaurant where it was like you, you got the respect that you deserve, you'd be like, I'm cool here. hundred percent. Yeah. Cause but, it's fast and it's easy and it's yeah. hundred yeah, percent. It's just getting shit on all the time. Sometimes That's what's so hard. That would come home with money. And I'm like, why do I work? <laughs> it's not all the time. Folks. What am I it's not all doing? The time. But yeah, it's, it, but it is gambling. And yeah. I feel like restaurants and bars uh, uh, attract people who are like, travelers and like want fast uh, you know never want anything to be the same and don't really Uh like a desk job and it's like whatever can be it's it's, inconsistent i mean that level of inconsistency it's like you go in and you're like ooh, i could make forty dollars tonight or i could make three hundred dollars tonight let's see and so i do think that there's a piece of it like insofar as it does support being an artist and it's whatever i do think there's a piece of people who stay in it our personalities are like oh i like change like what's different because otherwise it's it's kind of insane because you are gambling to be able to pay your rent i mean it is gambling because tips are a gift they're not a guarantee yeah we assume that they're going to be there but mm, they're not a guarantee okay give me an example of the worst customer or worst client that you can think of now the people that are doing chargebacks fucking two years later that's disgusting but if you can't think of like one specific apart from the examples you've already given do you have like an archetype of someone who would be like the quintessential worst yeah okay absolutely tell me um i love pegging people into little holes uh (laughs) there's a joke there is in my field we get a lot of women and men that come that have this idea of like, I have a due date Mm. on things. Online marketing, online buyer mentality, the online business infrastructure changes so fast and so rapidly that for somebody to come in and say, I have a hard lead deadline of 
so-and-so to launch my next course, launch my next clothing line, launch my next whatever, whatever it may be. It's unrealistic. Always. It's unrealistic. 100%. Because then what happens, maybe the buyer market shifts, just like the stock market. Maybe the buyer market's going to shift and the mentality is like, oh, right now, January 1st, people are thinking about their kids who have to go back to Q2 and are mandated vaccines. They're not thinking about buying a course on making their kid a better soccer player. Oh, right? I see what you're saying. So that buyer market shift, that buyer mentality shift, if you're not flexible in going with, rolling with the punches of online business, um, you're going to fail. Wow. And they hold us accountable for those timelines. And those timelines, even if we hit our deadlines of what mm-hmm. we need to do, whether it's graphic-wise, copy-wise, whatever it may be, uh, if they're not successful, they hold us accountable for it. But they won't take our advice when it comes to, hey, buyer mentality is going to shift. I can tell you what the buyer mentality is going to be January 1st through the 15th because I studied it for years. Hold on. This better be the best bed of all the beds in the history of beds. I hope it's a fucking bed. So hard deadlines in online business don't work. But you were about to say you've been in the industry for long enough to know that like you just can, you can tell them how long, Oh, buyer market shifting. Yeah. And you can predict, you said from January, this to this date, it's going to look like this. Yeah. Buyer market, depending on your program, let's say if you are a online health coach for women between the ages of 30 and 50, yes, you would think your ideal time to start a course would be the beginning of January, but it's not true because people have to focus on getting their kids back to school after holidays. Oh. So shift your course to February because that's when school. everything's settled. Okay, now I'm ready to focus back on myself. So that buyer mentality, your ideal client mentality, uh, people just don't think about that when they set deadlines for themselves. So they don't shift and ebb and flow when it comes to online business. It's so, not like a restaurant where you, you knew if... It was the holidays at the Universal Studios. You were going to have some banging crowds, right? Yeah. People don't think online business. Yeah, there's certain times that are better for your business. Sure. The ebb and flow, depending on your ideal client, if you're dealing with 65-year-old males who are buying real estate, probably year-round. Like You're probably okay. It's probably going to be a slow, steady, year-round situation. Mm -hmm. But the ebb and flow of, you know, dealing with a modern mom or housewife if that's your ideal client that's who you're selling to don't don't bother talking to them in the summer january or the summer so take your ads save your money that's what you're saying is like don't wait don't throw people get in this and it's got to be hard coded into us you know deadlines i love it i like i can't i i think he's doing it on purpose at this point because like this is now what are we an hour into the drilling um I think, I think deadlines are hard coded into us, but I also think the perception of control even post, well, we're still in COVID, but like even during COVID, it was like, no, we still have some modicum of control over fill in the blank. So what I'm hearing you say for worst customer are the people who come to you and say, I know best, Mm -hmm. I know market trends, I know what's going to work, fit into this thing. And you fully knowing that won't actually work, that isn't the market trend and you can prove to them why. Do you say to them, like, we'll take you on anyway? Sure, we'll meet these arbitrary deadlines? No, we definitely turn people away. You do. For that. Um, But if you came to me and you were like, 
my ideal client is me. Cool. You may not like email marketing, but you have no data to back up that your that it wouldn't clients work. wouldn't enjoy email marketing. Uh, so when you come to me with this confrontational, well, I don't like email marketing. It's not going to work for my ideal client. You're like, right. You're not everybody though. Show me the data to prove that until you have the data, you have nothing. That's right. You know, so, or data. I know I get in trouble for that. All Whatever. Time. I like data. Go ahead. <laughs> Who cares? It's because, nothing matters. It's because of Star Trek. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, nerd. I uh, said it up top, you're a nerd. Um, so yeah, it's uh, people think they know mm. and they're not willing to acquiesce on that. Yeah. Because they're just going to tell you. That's my thing though is then why hire an expert? If you think that you've all hired, the time. like I don't get I it. ask that question all yeah, the time. Don't hire me then. Well, then you can't hold me accountable. That's so there's right. a point sometimes where we'll be doing our thing and being like, hey, we know this is going to get you results because... I have years of data to prove this is going to get your results. And then they're like, no, I want to change it. I have to have that conversation with them saying, at this point, when you changed my plan, I can no longer be held accountable for your results. Good for you. Will you say that to them? Yeah. But that's true. You because have to. the deliverables that you're asking me to meet are, are not backed up by science or facts or anything. So, okay, cool. It's just your, just your opinion. Yeah. It's literally your opinion, business owner. Yeah. So you have to have those hard conversations and sometimes Jen, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just going Go home ahead. to go to bed. <laughs> There's no, it's not like I'm missing out on something. <laughs> well, you're going to miss out on this because this might be the whole night. You sure you don't want to spend I the night? I think it's intentional because it's not over us. Oh, it's not. I wonder it's if they're just, there. it's over there. Okay. Yeah. So I agree with you that the archetype of the worst customer is the person who is about to tell you about this situation. Yeah. It's like, then don't, hire me don't hire an expert yeah yeah okay well folks we're gonna move on to the good stuff we hoped you saved room for dessert okay this is the last section <laughs> what's the nicest thing a customer has done for you whilst you were working or a client or yeah we have uh clients macy who sent us you know she sends like gift packages to the kids where it's like those around the world food Oh, fun boxes where it's like Egypt one time or that's fucking cool. And so you get like one was UK and like you get these weird chips. You're like, oh, my gosh, I eat that there. The kids loved it. She was super sweet. Um, She sent those to you guys. Yeah, she sent it to Cassie and myself. That's lovely. Um, We've had clients send samples of what they sell, which is always amazing. Everything from like wildlife game rubs. Oh, hell yeah. Like seasoning to sex toys with clients that are sexual therapists like hell yeah we have a wide range of clients it's they service everyone folks if it's not weird we don't want it you know (laughs) you want to have fun (laughs) you're a carny so yeah we have we have really good clients especially now you know with digital course i've watching them start their own businesses Mm, that's neat it's just been amazing that you know that you know the 30-year-old mother, single mother, is able to start an online business. And even though she can't quit her job just yet, it's she's getting to right She's there. right there. Mm. You know, all these great things that are happening where we're able to watch people grow. I that's think cool. that's the greatest gift. Yeah. Although I do love food, if anybody's <laughs> listening. <laughs> Send Jen a gift. Okay. What's the um, best time you've ever had at work? I work by myself. <laughs> so every day? So <laughs> Every day. I'm just in alone in an office. Amazing. Okay. Uh, okay. Best time I've had at work. I mean, currently 
I talk to Cassie like 40 times a day and it's all just hilarious. But you like her. So it's like, yeah, it's just all great. Yeah, it's all great. Like That's there's lovely. no, by helping clients, like every Thursday afternoon before I came here, like we had a live training. It's fun. fun. When you make your own business, it's fun. Because you, you define you the rules. Like, yes. Yes. You know, I say this all like the time. It, get off my lawn. <laughs> yep. Bye. <laughs> get off my lawn. Uh, okay. What's the best lesson that you have learned from working in customers? You can always make more money. Oh, come on. Come on. I'm writing that down. <laughs> and I'm going to get a clean version of you answering that <laughs> when the drilling stops. Um, yeah. You can always make more money. You can't clean up your reputation so fast. And I think that fear keeps people. What fear? The fear of not being able to make money? The fear of realizing that they, that they think they're not going to make more money. Mm. What does that keep people from doing? Quitting horrible jobs. Come on. Starting their own business. That's right. Doing what they want to do. Leaving horrible bosses. There's a lot. Yeah. So the best lesson you have learned is that you can always make more money. Always make more money. So you really approach every situation. Like if you're a bad client, I will let you go. Yeah, absolutely. And that has remained true for you. Yeah. Yeah, that fear paralyzes me. I, it paralyzes I've, a lot of people. Yeah, I become loyal to jobs I shouldn't because I'm just like, well, especially as an actor and a bad set, you're like, well, but it's an acting job, so I've got to just kind of take it. And that you PA is being a dick. You can always join a carnival, and it's fucking amazing. That's right. You can always like, join a carnival. That's a that's really the lesson you've learned. I, not that that's like <laughs> the lowest of lows, but like sounds fun honestly, as fuck. There's <laughs> minus there the getting hit are, in the face. And if we've learned anything in this industry. And, and what we see in the online, there is a job for everybody. That's right. We have everything, like I said, from sex therapists to people teaching you how to season turkey to professional soccer players who are teaching kids how to get recruited into D1 schools. Holy to, shit. There's a course for all so, things. There's so much out there. Money to be made. And people don't, when you get stuck in this bubble, mm-hmm. you think, oh my God. And I was there. That's how I know. I was working in university and I was like, well, if I ever leave this job, there's going to be nothing for me. What do That's I do? Right. Work at 7-Eleven? There's so much out there that people don't realize. Well, I think we, I think, I think we get stuck in this <laughs> fucking scream. We're so close to done. <laughs> Just let us fucking finish. I get so stuck in this idea of if the money isn't coming in immediately, then I'm going to be homeless. I mean, the option, there's no in between. Mm-hmm. It's like either I'm actively earning or I am pushing a shopping cart on the street. And that's insane thinking. Cause it's not true. It's just not good for your site. No, that's why, no. Cause it's why we stay in jobs that are terrible for yeah. us. And, and that's why people continue to take advantage. Yes. They can't, they stuck in those positions. They exploit that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, last question for this section. What's one piece of advice that you would give to customers who interact with customer service workers? Oh, you don't know everything? <laughs> Shut your mouth? Like, what are we, what are we going for here? <laughs> I have both. a lot of things. Oh my God, both. <laughs> Tell me more. Shut your mouth is my fucking favorite. You came to me. I'm the expert. Yep. Don't ask me what the special is or what I'd recommend for you. Yeah. And then choose something else. Yeah. Or if you're going to choose something else, just don't ask. Right. It's so easy to not ask. Right? Please save me the time that this is taking from both of our lives. Like, right? just don't ask. <laughs> just like, just don't hire an expert. Right. You have the best ideas. Save Do your yourself. money. Do it yourself. Right. You're so good at everything. Slow clap. Slow clap your way into fucking bankruptcy. Good for you. Keep going. But people are experts that you hire for a reason. Yeah. And I think that also that's so, sh- like that, 
economic ladder where people believe that they're better than certain people. Come on. Based on what? Because you spent more on school. Right. But I, I spent money on yeah. yeah. There's never a point where I'd be like, I'm better than you. Such a weird I, thought. I could never work in a restaurant. I would lose my mind. Working in a restaurant is specifically terrible. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't do it. So why would you not respect the people that can? Yeah. Because it takes a specific person to do that. It takes a certain amount of, like, tolerance and acceptance. Absolutely. Yeah. And patience, <laughs> which I don't always exercise. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just people are so... Agreed. Like, they just look down on people mm-hmm. for no reason. Well, and I think you have a, a specifically, like, guttural response to that, too, because of doing a job where you literally were spit on yeah. for the job or kicked out of hotels for the job that you did. I think you, you're you acutely aware of yeah. how fucking terrible that feels and yeah. how insane it is to have any sort of caste system, which we absolutely have in this country. Anyway. We have a, we had a client. It, 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 this is just one example. He is, he is a mid to early twenties love coach who also happened to be on a show oh God. where people married immediately. I'm going to figure out who this is. But <laughs> the relationship didn't last. Shocking. We built his courses for being an online love coach. The guy acted like he knew more than us. No. <laughs> no. Like, I would be like, I am old enough to be your mother. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Have you had it when you, you were do six? Not know anything about yeah. love. But that's a hello. <laughs> like, and he was making money. See, this is Still proof positive. He's of course he is. This is proof positive. You can make you can charge people for anything. All you gotta do is flex and act like you got the biggest dick in the room. Yeah. And people are just like looking for a leader all the time. They're all like, the oh, time. okay, you all know what's up. We had, uh, so we used to do uh, heavy online marketing. We, we were considered when we started out a full service online marketing firm. Mm-hmm. And there was a client. When you give us access to run your ads, I have access to your Facebook pages and so on and so forth. This guy was married, had a one-year-old kid. He was worked in the health and wellness field, right? So, right. So they're kind of uppity anyway. Shocking. And, uh, he was cheating on his wife. God, duh. And you found out via Facebook? Because you were at Messenger. Oh, God. And it was to the point where I was getting so mad at my husband. Oh. Cassie made me fire the guy. Really? Yeah. Because she was like, this is going to end your marriage. Yeah. She was like, your anxiety. <laughs> like these, <laughs> these are the things that happen out there. Sure. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So and I had you- to fire him because... He You're was like, getting the DMs from, from the ladies. And, and he was responding. And between him and the 25-year-old love coach that was like just using his pickup line. Gross. Gross. I could honestly, if if my husband ever leaves me, don't leave me. <laughs> uh, I would never. Never ever, again. Ever again. Yeah. <laughs> ever again. Because so many, there's so many skeevy dudes. Yeah. It's so, they're skeevy people. They're skeevy women too. But like, who slides in someone's DMs that's married? Shame on those women too. Shame on everybody involved. And this is pictures of his kid and his wife. Nope. This is the positive section though. So what <laughs> I. Oh, positive. Yeah. It, they were nice. Nah, was, stop. We're moving on. <laughs> so is there anything else that you wish people knew that would help change our interactions with customer service workers? Just sit down. <laughs> 
<laughs> sit down and shut up seems to be calm the summary down. calm down calm for real down. calm down though for real calm down i have this theory oh it's it, we're still gonna stay in the positive section okay great i'll let it start in my world <laughs> um i have this theory that as things become off topic or off uh mike we talked about inflation mm-hmm. and how every year i've grown exponentially in my income but the bills continue to grow even more mm-hmm. and inflation like what do we have 34 percent inflation here something in like Southern that. california yeah I mean, it's obscene a gallon of milk is just five bucks now or something yeah like it's insane mm-hmm. and you feel that pinch and as people start to feel that pinch psychologically they become angrier that's right so over the course of the past 15 years if you look at it as a whole you sit back and think about it you're like people are getting angrier mm-hmm. and unless we consciously say sit the fuck down you came to this restaurant you came out to this movie theater you came to this concert sit down fucking enjoy yourself sometimes you can't enjoy yourself that's right because you're so and maybe you don't realize it's going on inside you Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people that don't realize that you're just feeling that pressure Mm -hmm. of the world closing in on you Mm. and not being able to come up for air that when you do go to places to enjoy yourself sometimes it's hard that's a great point. That you can't just... Now, when I go with my kids, I, we, uh, I love theme parks now. So theme parks are my therapy. I mean, my father literally put me to sleep in his jacket, walking around listening to the chaos and with the carnival lights. So when I go to a theme park, that's therapy for me. I can't enjoy it anymore. Really? It's just... Pressure cooker. Pressure cooker, yeah. Like, wow. sometimes I have to sit down and be like, calm. And I'm pretty aware... Of what's happening as far as a whole in society and people just that consumerism shrinking you. But sometimes I have to sit down and be like, calm down, Jen. Is it is it because you're observing other people's behavior or is it because you're just at it's your still, 10? But I'm still feeling it. Ah. Uh, even in myself. You know, sure. when I go to the grocery store, my grocery store bill from last year, the, oh, this the year financial. jumped oh, I from get you. 300 to $700. How can I go out and enjoy myself and be like, chill out, Jen? It's going to cost you a grand to yeah. enjoy yourself yeah i get that um so people just need to if you're if you're gonna go have a good time have a good time they would say like be in the moment be yeah present that was like the the big thing back in the day it's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing people need to calm down and take Shut a minute and, take and a sometimes second. that takes a minute like the other day cassie and i went to this van gogh thing down the road here and we went to a restaurant before and it took me a second once i sit down at a restaurant i'm like a i haven't been to a restaurant in what two years yeah B, this this kid is clearly new and he's doing a killer job he's trying his best sometimes you have to sit down and be like wow calm down jen yeah sure hey. sure you got to give yourself the space to actually yeah. be present that's hard yeah. it's hard cuz we're also in the pressure cooker of the pandemic too i mean like our everybody's gas tanks are low literally yeah. and figuratively like and you guys are under a lot of stress and sometimes you can feel that energy in a room where it's like a high stress restaurant sure you're like ooh we're here. We're in it. Yeah. It's like coyote ugly up in here. <laughs> they wish. Do it. They wish, you know? they wish we were less close. It's a close. lot of energy up it's in this lo- place. Energy. And That's what it is. Yeah. You got to be like, okay, don't, don't project that energy onto somebody else. That's right. I agree with that. Well, Jen, how can people get in touch with you? How can people hire you to make their, you know, brands look better? How do you, how do you want people to bother you? No, don't. Don't bother her. <laughs> okay, how can they hire you? No, how no. can they give you their money? <laughs> uh, it's just digitalcoursehive.com. Okay. You know, if you're looking to create a website of any kind, 
sell things online, get into any online business. We just want to make sure people aren't struggling. It's so lovely. During the aftermath of the pandemic, which isn't going to look the same as beforehand. That's right. Everybody should have some sort of online side hustle. And it doesn't cost you a lot. That's a great. lot of people are like, it's going to cost so much. I got to do this. No, we have like a $29 a month plan. Like set up a website. You're an expert. And I think that imposter syndrome, a lot of people don't think they're an expert. That's right. So they're scared to put themselves out there. But like there's things that kids in Nebraska need to know about becoming an actress in L.A. Before right. they come to L.A. Sure. These are classes that kids need. These are things that are going to change. And this is global community education. Don't get me wrong, I love a good university, but you can learn so much more from you than I can from an English 101 class. Well, experiential education yeah. is a real thing Huge. that I wish, I wish I would have had access to yeah. before I moved out here, 100%. And can you think of how many little girls are sitting here right now in junior year in high school and be like, I want to move to LA and be an actress. Mm, that's and about when I realized no it. No clue. And no clue. And they no get clue. taken advantage of and that happens over and over and over right. and over again. But if they had like a $100 online course their parents could buy them, like the real that's going down out here. They would hundred percent do it. Yeah. It's like, I would buy that for my kids. Sure. That's such a good point. God, Jen. Okay. <laughs> well, folks, this is the last podcast ever because I'm about to start course selling and fuck y'all. <laughs> well, folks, we're going to drop your checks now. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to help us out here at service from hell, we'd love to have you subscribe rate and or review the show wherever you listen. It will help us reach more people that need to be schooled on the art of being kind. And will be catharsis for those of us still working in the industry. If you want to help us out here and get in touch with us directly at service from hell, you can send us your receipts to service from hell podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you remember if you can't afford to tip you can't afford to go out so don't be garbage and be good to people it's easier that way jen you gave us so many wonderful (laughs) stories i can't even tell you this was so much time of yours this was like over three hours of just gems and pearls and i am so grateful i know (laughs) no like i can't even tell you it's so it's it's harder than you think to get people to be honest and to tell stories that are you know personal to them it's hard it's a microphone can be intimidating and you were so comfortable and so lovely thank you so 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 much oh, thank you we for are, having me it was my absolute pleasure we are going to break this up into several episodes and <laughs> when people have questions about the carnival stuff separate from your business uh, I'm going to send them your way I won't be fielding any <laughs> okay. of those questions I'm going to send them <laughs> you into your DMs up. yes we can bring more carnies in you Girl. have like a whole you can call it the fair <laughs> Yeah, you go regret offering some you bullshit. Hear some crazy service story. Do you understand? I'm telling you how hard it is to get people to be honest. I, you, okay, y'all, Parties listen for the follow-up. I'm, I'm, I'm learning that. Uh, thanks, folks, for listening. Good night. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us tonight here on Service from Hell with part two with Jennifer Reed Williams. And we just could have talked to her forever and ever. We keep saying it, but we're super grateful for her time. And we will see you next week with a new guest. Thank you folks so much for listening. Good night. Hold for drilling. He's really drilling. Why is he drilling right <laughs> now?
God fucking damn it. Hold for drilling. When we were at, hold on. <laughs> hold for drilling. What is this fucking dude doing? It sounds like he's moving. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to record here, you dick. I'm gonna fucking scream. Like, I'm so sorry, Jen. It's okay. You're gonna have to hold your thoughts for dickhead above us. Yo. It almost feels like he passed out with it just in his <laughs> <laughs> The drill's just hitting the ground. <laughs> <He's just> like- <laughs>